Hi, Amanda. Hi, Abigail. Welcome to a very special edition podcast show. Oh, I'm sorry. You're on your phone. I'm sorry. I'm trying to arrange a meeting with Ready whenever you are, she said. Well, whenever you're recording, she said. Can't put her phone down, she said. Oh, my God. I apologize to you, to our listeners, to the whole world. Are you here now? I'm here. I'm present. This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing a little shorty up. Shotseps. Toads, shows, oh Toads wow. Toads, shows. <laughs> A toady little shopey. Yep. Un poco tote shop. Ooh, un poco. Mm-hmm. Poco said. So, a book came out last week <gasps> that is called There's a Rooster. I love that. I wish the, I wish this picked up the rooster. Yeah, noise. the barking dogs and the screaming people. You can't pick and choose what sounds <clears throat> of nature you want to hear. Yeah. Maybe I'll add some nature sounds. So this book came out last week. It's called At Home in the World. Mm-hmm. And it's a travel memoir by Tish Oxenreiter. And I listened to her podcast, which is called The Simple Show. And you actually would might like it because it's about travel and books. Sure. Yeah. I'm familiar with those things. Yes. Um, but the, so it's about, she took this round the world trip with her family for a year. So they like went everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, and... It, the the idea, I guess, behind the book, which I haven't read yet, um, well, I read the first chapter, is that it's kind of like what happens when you're a homebody, but also you love traveling. Sure. Uh, and so she's been doing this fun thing for her launch where she did like many episodes of her podcast every day last week where she talked about different places she felt at home. Mm-hmm. And then she invited people to join along. Oh, fun. And I was like, we love talking about stuff like that. We do. <clears throat> um, and so there was a deadline, which we surely missed. Oh, we passed it. I'm sh- I don't even know what it is. And I'm going to tell you right yeah. now, we passed it. But I still thought it would be fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I love talking about places I feel at home. Yeah. And also, I, I feel like I've hacked the uh, the wanderlust slash homebody pull that most people feel. I'm like, done and done. I have a trailer. Mm-hmm. I live in it with my cats. Uh-huh. It is very, like, my safe place. I feel very at home there. And also, I can take it anywhere and travel around. Yes, that's very clever. So that's one place I feel at home. How about you? Um, It's kind of weird to think about because I guess I thought that I would feel more at home once I, like, I felt like I'd be like, oh, when I have a family and, like, all this stuff, I'd be like, that's the home I feel at home at. Like, I don't know that I have, like, that same feeling. I don't ever, like, long to be at my house so much. I mean, Uh I, like, I love my house and I like being here, but I'm, I'm, when I want a trip, I'm never like, man, I can't wait to get home and sleep in my own bed. I'm like, where's the next tiny... You're like, is there a floor I can sleep yeah, in? Yeah, is there a floor? Like, where? I'm like so much more interested in the adventure that I don't really care. Like, if yeah. I never came home again, it would be sad, but I would just be like, all right, like, where am I going now? Yeah, I remember thinking, so when Garden State came out when I was like 20, mm-hmm. so, you know, the perfect age to have all the feelings. So many feelings. So many feelings. And there's this line in Garden State where... Zach Braff's character, uh, my spirit animal, he says something to the effect of, like, I feel homesick for a place that doesn't even exist. Right, yeah. Um, and and I think in that, like, I was like, I put that as my, like... Uh, AIM away message? Um, no, on my Bugs <laughs> resume, <laughs> which is, like, even one better. step up uh-huh. from the AIM away message. Um, 
No, aim I saved for like funny quotes. Yes. The resume though, that was that's the Bub's resume. Yeah, that that that's I had forever. one Bill Callahan <clears throat> quote on mine. That yeah, was like see, it. exactly. It was, you understand. It was perfect. I had a quote from Garden State. Yeah. And a black and white picture of me looking, like, really, um... Thoughtful. Moody. A bit Gene Hackman-y. Like, I was sure. looking away. Uh-huh. And it was black and white. Sure. And it was taken with, like, a nice camera. Yeah. Because it was, you know, the year... Nice cameras 2000, 2003, probably. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Like, there was, like, you, you longed for photos of yourself with a nice camera. Sure. Or, I still do. Uh, yeah, but now it's, like, selfie time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can take you can take a nice picture of yourself any time of day yeah. with any device. Um, but I remember being, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, so real because I was constantly having homesick feelings but, like, not sure where it was. And it would they would be very... Um, like, temporary and drifty. Yeah. So, like, sometimes I'd be homesick for the farm in Oregon. And I was like, this is weird. Because it's, like... Not technically... It's not technically my home, yeah. And it's, like... And and part of it is also just me, like, trying to create, like, some sort of, like... Stable center. Memory. Like, a stable memory. Yeah. So I remember one time being really, like, homesick for... And I, like, wanted to spend time with my grandmother. Like, having that, like, strong feeling. I blogged about it, even. But, like... That's not, like, it was a fantasy. Sure. Like, that time I wanted to spend with my grandmother, like, could never happen because my grandmother wasn't the person in the fantasy. Yeah. She was a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, like, and then there, yeah, there was always this idea that, like, oh, I'm moving towards, like, some sort of life where I would be married and have a home and that would be, like, really exciting and I could create those, like, fantasy experiences. But that's not happening. So, um... But in the meantime, I think, and this is why I like it as a travel memoir idea, because she talks about how, like, she's really at home in airports, because she, like, mm-hmm. you know, she, like, knows, like, knows she's got a routine, around, yeah. she knows where around, she feels a lot of relief when she gets on the plane, because her and her husband are both, like, okay, everyone is strapped in, like, we don't have to count children, we don't have to count money, like, mm-hmm. everyone is stuck here. Stationary. She's like, my kids know what they're doing. They can, like, order their own drinks. They, like, know how to watch stuff on their 20 different devices. She's like, it's great. Um, and so I think I have a lot of places like that. Mm -hmm. And anytime I go anywhere, I become really attached to it, and then I want to go back. Mm -hmm. So, do you have any places like that? Um, I feel like I know my way around Yosemite pretty well. Mm -hmm. I know you feel the same way. And... I feel pretty attached to it and like I have definite opinions about all the different things inside of it and um you know knowing just enough to be dangerous sure not useful in any way shape right. or form just lots of strong opinions yes um but I feel pretty at home there the business and culture of the assembly valley sure um from stem to stern yeah well growing up my mom always said Yosemite is my favorite place in the world mm-hmm. and so I felt like even like and legacy. I well, yeah. yeah, I felt like there was this legacy thing about Yosemite where we didn't grow up near Yosemite, so I never had the experience she had had going there all the time or anything. But then as an adult, I went a lot mm-hmm. and not with her, um, but it still was that same like it was that like I walked in and I was like, I have opinions, mm-hmm. I was born into this, right? I'm a second generation, uh, Yosemite, Yosemite. yeah, I'm yeah. second generation. Yosemite is my favorite place in the world, yeah, um, so yeah, definitely. Another outdoorsy one for me is Leo Carrillo mm-hmm. um, State Beach. It's a Cal- it's a California um, State Park, and I've had, like, so many amazing memories there. And <clears throat> the beach, like, sitting on that beach, 
like is is probably my favorite place in the world. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's hard, like even though there's even though there's been memories there that maybe like have tarnished that, they don't overpower that feeling, which is super unusual for me. Because mm-hmm. usually I don't have strong enough feelings about something for memories to not ruin it. Sure. Bulldoze it. Um trying to think of anywhere else that feels that way to me but I feel like it all is tied to memories Uh kind of like you said so definitely my grandmother's house when I was little feels like home the first house we lived in feels like home um how long did you live in the first house you lived in until I was seven and then we moved to uh actually it's funny my mom knew Terry Anderson for some reason and so Aaron's mom yeah Aaron was Aaron Stetson listener of the podcast right um so Aaron was one of the first people that I met when I moved to Temecula. And we kind of moved to Temecula because of the Andersons. Huh? Um, we never lived in the same house for very long. We moved around a ton. And then when I was in high school, we were in the same place, like, the whole time I was in high school. And that was kind of, it was like a miracle situation. Because, like, my family moved around a lot and we were, like, homeless sometimes and stuff. And then we found this house where we basically got this really good deal on rent. Um, and it was this old lady and she basically was like, as long as I'm alive, your rent's only $700. So nice. I need to find an old lady. Right. Um, and it was actually kind of sad. Like when she died, they like, you know, sold the house, obviously. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but they, but also they, I think they waited till my, like, I can't remember the timeline, but like they waited till my brother and I were like older and stuff. Um, so they weren't like putting a single mom out. Um, but that house, like, because we had never had a place that felt like home before that house, I never got particularly attached to the house. Right. But there was a lot of memories there, especially, yeah. like, that's where I became an adult, mm-hmm. because I became an adult when I was, like, 14. Right. Surprising to no one. Um, <laughs> but I remember going back there, a co- like, I went back to, the, and my family, like, obviously no one lives there anymore, um, and I was back in Chicago for something else, and I went back there um, with... Uh, like, someone special to me. And that was, like, it was so weird to be back after all that time yeah. and be like, oh, like, this like this feels like mine. Mm-hmm. And not in a sad way, not like, oh, I'm homesick that it's or sad that it's not mine or anything like that. I was just like, oh, like, I lived, no one was home, mm-hmm. and I, it seemed like no one lived there, so, like, I walked into the backyard and stuff and, like, looked through every window and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I own this place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But I've also, like, any time I've visited any city or country, I immediately, like... You find a way to be I at home. Ins- like, it's, yeah. like, part of travel for me is feeling like it's, like, I'm not traveling. Right. I'm really obsessed with that, too. So if I go somewhere, I want to stay with, like, people that I know, and I want to see what their routine is, and have them show me all the best places, totally. and all the, like, things that they do every day. Like, what, kind of, yeah, like, what their opinions are about things. Right. And so there's a couple people that are really fun to visit for that reason. Like, Mary, um, Mary Jays is one of them. Because, in Oakland. In Oakland, yes. yeah. Because she has such strong opinions about the places that she lives, and she thinks about it a lot. Uh-huh. And um, the goings on and doings. And then her husband, Hashem, has really, like... He loves going places and doing stuff, so they, of course, have been to every restaurant and have opinions about every single thing, sure. and so it's, like, this perfect combination of city obsession and place obsession. Yeah. And, yeah. So I like going to people's houses like that, where it feels very homey and you feel yeah. very at home. I felt super at home in Japan when mm-hmm. I went last year. It felt very, like, even though it was big and no one spoke English and I don't speak Japanese, um, it didn't it didn't feel unmanageable. I think a lot of times, when I was in France, I did not feel at home. 
Mm. Um, even though I speak a little French, I felt really overwhelmed by the language barrier. Um, and part of it was probably like, I should go again and try it again and stay longer and stuff. Mm. We were, we were there for a weekend. It was at the end of a really long trip. Yeah. I, like I would, like I'd been, tra- like I it was people that I, like I was with people that I love and love traveling with, but we'd all been together like a really long time. So I think I was just like kind of exhausted from like people overexposure. Um, and I felt very suffocated in France. Mm-hmm. We were in Paris, um, which is like crowded. Um, and it just felt like I'm, if I, it felt like I was stuck, mm-hmm. uh, which usually when I'm internationally traveling, I don't feel that way. I feel this sort of freedom and like, I'm going to discover this place and it'll be fun to figure out the trains. I love figuring out public transportation. I love it. Like nothing makes me happier in the world than like finding a train and taking it and sure. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling sense of pride and getting around. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Anywhere else? Um, I think there's certain places that I went when I was little that I really like, like Grand Canyon. I really enjoy that still. That still mm-hmm. feels like a really special place because we went on such a long trip there. When you were a kid. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I have lots of memories of it being like this trip we went on. You yes. Know? that I, I feel like, again, I didn't grow up on the West Coast, so I didn't have that experience. But I feel like a lot of people I know like had that like grand canyon thing and a lot of times they're like it was kind of awful because like they were of that age that they didn't want to be like on some long epic trip with their family um yeah and i think it's, it's hot and stuff i feel like <laughs> but i went like as an adult and i loved it yeah i feel like that's such a weird i don't know i feel like i, I never really had much of a choice in the matter and so it was like not a thing to have an opinion about like yeah I'm on a big, long trip with my family. I was like, well, I'm with my family every day, all day long, no matter what I do, because we're all homeschooled together. So I don't think it was ever like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Because, right. like, the option would be we're all home <laughs> together, too. So We never really took trips um, because we were poor. Mm. And we couldn't, like, we couldn't afford it. So, like, if we did take a trip, it was to see our grandparents. Right. And they would, like, pay for us to, like, fly out and see them. Which is, like... My grand, I like my grandparents both lived on the West Coast, so like I went to Disneyland and stuff a few times because of that. Oh yeah, Disneyland was a, a, a rare treat. Yes, yes. Um, and I had similar like strong opinions slash. I'm sure amazing feelings. About I'm Disneyland. sure you still do. I still do. Yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, you're you're quite the like cl- closet like closeted Disney freak enthusiast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't love. I like Disneyland. Like I don't I know. Think I, I like. No, I understand. <laughs> I'm just clarifying for the listeners. Yeah, I don't you would have, like, never. You would never go to Orlando. No, probably not. You might. Although go to, I do you, want to see the tech. I'm interested in the tech of it. But, I well, and I've, I'm also interested in some of the other parks. Yeah, I'm interested in the other parks, but I would want to go because of the parks, not because of like the franchises or something. Not because like you just can't get enough. Disney. Yeah. I don't. Even, we're making like weird head bobbing motions that mean nothing. I will say. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but I, when I like started traveling for school trips, Mm -hmm. like when I was in seventh grade, we did a one night overnight in Springfield, Illinois, which was the capital. Oh my God. So it's like a six hour drive. So we like drove down in a bus to Springfield, like Mm -hmm. everyone in my seventh grade class. And we like went around and saw like Lincoln's, you know, log cabin and whatever. Yeah. Um, and lots of people dressed like old timey ways. Uh huh. And then we stayed at a Holiday Inn Holodome that had a giant what? pool, and it was like 
you know, there was like four of us girls in a hotel room and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe, like, it was best like, life. it was like, the, it was the yeah. best. And it was like, it's like, I always liked traveling. I liked going to see my grandparents and stuff. And I was always making scrapbooks, mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> of all my travels. <laughs> Cause like all, like I had three sets of grandparents and they all like, were like giving, they were grandparents. So they were like grandchildren activities. And I was like scrapping away. Yeah. Like, and then we ate it, you know. McDonald's they have the best nuggets or whatever just like sure delight at everything yeah um my one my grandma three is what we called her she when we would take road trips we would go to northern Michigan and she would give us a tiny jar of dimes Mm -hmm. and there'd be 10 dimes in there I think I think it was 10 dimes and we every time we asked like how much longer till we get there because it was like an eight hour drive we had to pay a dime Mm mm-hmm but if we didn't ask, we got to keep it. That's only a dollar. It didn't matter, dude. I was like... <laughs> and we would stop at weird garage sales where mm-hmm. you can, like, get a lot with ten dimes. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, going to that Holiday Inn. The Holodome. The Holodome. <laughs> Do you know what a Holodome is? No. Uh, it's like... Is it like a longer burger basket subsidiary type <laughs> it's a, product? It's, yeah, it's kind of like it's a, an inverted basket. It's a, no, it's like a golf ball type um, ceiling over the pool oh, rec area. Nice. I don't know like why that was a thing. And they don't make that anymore. No, they yeah, don't. Sad. But uh, like we were all swimming in the pool. It was mm-hmm. like a hotel pool. And then, you know, we went to bed. And then the next day we did more sightseeing and like touring political things and historical Sites, things sure. my favorite and then the next year we went to washington dc for four nights oh my god there was airplanes involved does it get any better there was some cherry blossoms there was some drama mm-hmm. i did not call home once whoa i had no like i didn't miss my family sure i didn't want to miss out on anything this all checks out there was like there was there was i mean so many like so much gossip Goss, such hot goss. So much gossip. And we were, we had a very packed schedule. Of course. Anytime our tour bus went, so we would go to malls for lunch. So, mm-hmm. like, we would, like, the tour bus would, like, go to a mall. We would, like, get out to get, like, food court food. And Mr. Olson had, like, a giant stack of $5 bills. And he just, like, gave everyone a $5 bill after they got off the truck. So nice. That was, those were in the day, back in the yeah. day, when you could get lunch with just $5. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and some girls would, like, share and then hoard the money. Smart. They were tiny people. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend Lauren Dillon called from like the hotel lobby payphone every night. I always hated those people, honestly. I, I always, was like, "What are you trying to prove?" Or what are you? No, even talking I was about? like, no, I was like, my parents really want me to do that, but I can't make myself do it. Like our friend mm-hmm. Christy would be like, oh, she would be like me course. where she wouldn't want to do it because she wouldn't want to miss out on anything and she but wouldn't she would miss home, it. but she would do it knowing her parents would really want to hear from her. Yeah. So that Lauren's probably the same way. I was like, I can't give up any of my own freedom to make a call from a payphone. And I was like, all the parents know each other. There's like a parent thread or whatever. Like there was a phone, there was a telephone tree or something. There was a way they, they would sure. find out. And I was like, Lauren's calling every day. I don't need to call. The news is getting back there. My own the personal parents, Paul Revere on the move, so I'm the not parents even worried. No, the parents know we're fine. Um, but man, oh, I another like place those, that... and then and then every year for like that, like that that was ninety seven, and then like all until I moved, you know, two thousand miles away, which sure. was the ultimate. 
long distance. Long distance, getting away from my family. But every year I would take trips with friends or with church or whatever, and it was always the best. Like, it didn't matter where we went. I was just, like, wide-eyed and, like... So excited. Just enjoyed doing things and being with people and, like... The other place that really felt like home is every year when I was, like, five or so, we uh-huh. went to the same summer camp for a week, and that was really special. Oh, yeah, you've told me about that before. Because mm-hmm. we did the same things, and the same people were there every yeah. year, and you got to eat the same camp food. Man, they had hash browns that were so now, good. do you go with your whole family? Yeah, it was all family. Camp. That's something we don't do in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think it's something most people do ever. No, everyone does it in California. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like family camp, and it's yeah, like, family camp and they have like d- different. Do you stay with your family in a cabin or what? Yeah, you do. Or do you stay with um, other kids? When you get to be like high school age, you stay with the other kids usually. Okay. But sometimes you go stay with your parents because you want some sleep, you know? Yeah, you don't want to be. It's just too much, you know? It's a little stories. overwhelming. Yeah, sometimes it's a little overwhelming. Right, especially when you're homeschool. No, that never was part of it. It's just, everyone was like, I need a break. Everyone's just a little bit like, I go to my private room, not my, like... Party room? Party dorm. Because it was like, yeah. because the kid, the, the teen lounge was like, just a giant room of bunk beds. So there was like, oh. there was like 30 so people really, in there. Yeah. So it was really hard to sleep no matter what because of like weird noises or like anything. People, I mean, anyone getting up. Anyone whatever. getting up, moving around. So like, honestly, by some point during the week, you're just kind of like, mom, I need to like just stay, at, stay in your room with you and my little sister for like one day, please. Yeah. I always went to sleepaway camp and I went to a couple different ones and it was always amazing. Um, but it was like very, it was like the East coast type sleepaway camp experience where you like don't know anyone and you like make new best friends mm-hmm. and then you like are pen pals after, um, that's so funny to me to think about, and I'm just recalling, like, I think what a dick I kind of was about summer camp every year, because I was, like, I felt like I owned the place, you know? Obviously. Mayor of Cedar Falls. Yes. Like, I was just like, oh, uh, the, the lake here? Yeah. I canoed around the island when I was, like, seven, so let me show you how to do I this. I was always insecure about people like that, like, in any area of my life ever, because I always felt like, because we moved around so much, and, like, it was always touch and go, like, if you know a scholarship was going to come through for me to do something or like changing camps because of prices or whatever like there was always people who had been there since they were seven yeah and I and I and like and that that's like the part like I always wish that I was like there first Mm -hmm. so it feels very like threatening and personal and like even though that's probably not how people like well I mean obviously you you feel very much like mayor but a lot of people in that situation, they're like, oh, this is just my life. Right. They don't even realize they're being, like, snobby. Right. And to me, Shit I'm just like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Then I, like, was at Biola for five billion years, and I was like, who's in charge now? Who's the mayor of Biola now? And Biola felt very much like home for a long time. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. But now, I, like, don't... I haven't worked there in several years, so I, like, don't know anyone or anything anymore. I think Los Angeles felt like home for a really long time in the past year or so. I feel like I'm recognizing it less and less. Well, it's expensive and there's too many people here. And it's just sad and awful, so, yeah. It's hot. That's probably the problem. Time to find a new home. Yes. Agreed. Well, I, you know, I feel like we've properly beaten this topic to death. (laughs) Described where we feel at home in the world. Oh, yeah, that too. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, see you later. Bye. Hasta pronto. Hasta poco un episodio.